This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. Hello, my name is Trey Johnson. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm expecting God to do great things in our life today. I want to encourage you to let somebody know that they need to tune in to the show right now. Get your Bible, get your notepad, your iPad, your iPhone, however you take notes, and let's get into God's Word. We're going to be talking about the importance of being bold as a lion. You know, if you joined us last week, we started this teaching at being bold as a lion, and, and I want us to think about the attitude of a lion. Now, what is God saying in this season? I just want to read to you some things that come up in my prayer time. There will be momentum and extraordinary manifestations of God's goodness that will take place. It will take place in families and finances and in bodies and in industries. We will see the fulfillment of promises made in years past. Restoration will continue to carry us into God's presence and promises like never before. There will be heaps and waves of His glory and power. There will be recreative miracles that are carried in these waves. So keep moving, keep declaring, keep receiving, keep believing because your finest hour as the church has just begun. You've seen things in the past that miraculous, but that's just the beginning. So rejoice because your redemption draws near. Completion to seasons, completion of projects, completion in loose areas will take place. My hand has been moving things, adjusting things, even if it doesn't look like it. Greater glory is coming. Greater manifestations are coming. So look, expect, anticipate like they are right around the corner. Now listen to what Paul writes in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 to his spiritual son Timothy. He says, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. In the Amplified it says, Inspired and aided by them you may wage the good warfare. So it's very important for you and I to know what God's saying. And it, Paul tells us to take the words that God is speaking and that it inspires us. The word inspired comes from the words inspirited, that it, it connects with our spirit man. Sometimes when there's something new on the horizon or God has taken us to a new level, it might challenge the way that we think. More than likely it's going to because in order for us to live different, we've got to think different. But we always want to listen to our spirit man. So Paul is telling Timothy, I want you to listen to what God is saying to you, the prophecies, and allow it to inspire you, allow it to bear witness with your spirit, and also aid you where you can wage a good warfare. He's saying, take God's word and win. Now, I keep hearing the Spirit of God say on the inside of me, make warriors and winners. So it's no coincidence that you're watching this show today because you're created by God to win. You are destined to, by God to be a warrior. You're called to certain territories. You have certain giftings, certain graces, certain assignments, and you have what it takes to be everything God's called and created you to be. See, the number 23, listen to this, represents change and progress and innovation. It signifies new beginnings, revolution, transformation, signifies spiritual growth, maximum results, angelic help, cooperation with God. Now, in order for you and I to experience this goodness, read creative miracles, walk in our inheritance, completions to seasons, to things that God has promised in the past, 
It's going to take boldness. And I keep hearing in my spirit, man, that there is a spiritual boldness arising in the body of Christ for us to be everything we're called and created to be. So no matter what your past has been, no matter what you've gone through in your past, I want you to let the spirit of God breathe life into your heart, breathe life into your vision, breathe life into your purpose and allow this boldness to rise up in a determination, a hunger, a tenacity, a fight on the inside of you to be everything you're called and created to be. Proverbs 28 and 1, it says, The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. The righteous are bold as a lion. I want you to think about how how God, when you, when you read through the Word of God, there's times that God will point out the eagle, and there's times that God will point out the lion, and, and He says, The righteous are bold as a lion. In other words, he's saying, I want you to look at the lion and I want you to look at his attributes and I want you to compare to yourself. The righteous are bold as a lion. When we understand that we are in right standing with God, right standing, righteousness, that you're made right with God, he says the effects of this is you're going to be bold and it's going to take boldness to receive your inheritance. It's going to take boldness to walk in divine health and healing. It's going to take boldness to win the war. It's going to take boldness to fight the good fight. It takes boldness to use the name that is above every name and speak to your heart and speak to your feet and speak to your eyes and speak to your ears and speak to your emotions. The boldness of the righteousness of God. He says they're bold as a lion. Now, now what makes the lion... Uh, king of the of the jungle. What what gives him the tenacity he needs, the authority, the dominion that he needs? You think about a lion whenever he sees an elephant or something like that, and he thinks lunch. You know, he isn't moved by the size of the elephant. He isn't moved by the strength of the elephant. He isn't moved by by anything. The elephant has more power. The elephant is bigger. The elephant is stronger. The giraffe is taller. There's animals that are faster, but it's the lion. When he shows up on the scene, he thinks different than the elephant. The lion thinks lunch. The elephant thinks, I'm going to be lunch. <laughs> How do you think? Proverbs 28, 1, the righteous are as bold as a lion. What makes the lion act the way that he acts? What has to do with his perception? It has to do with his attitude. How is your attitude? Philippians 2.5 tells us, let this same attitude be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus. The righteous are as bold as a lion. You think about the intensity of the lion. You never see a lion with his head held down or his shoulders shrugged and he's talking about how unworthy he is and he can't do anything. No, he has a different mindset and because he has a different mindset, he has a different attitude. You think of a winner. A winner has a different mindset than a loser does. Uh, an overcomer has a different mindset. You're creating the image and likeness of God and God is saying make warriors and winners. To be a warrior, you've got to have a different mindset. To be be a winner, you've got to have a different mindset. You are a child of Almighty God, and it is time for you and I to have a different mindset where we are trained to think win and believe win and talk win. And regardless of what hell you've gone through in your past, you have a different mindset. It's time for you and I to have a winning, growth, elite mindset to approach whatever we're called to do with the mindset 
of victory. The righteous are as bold as a lion. They have the thinking of the lion. They have the believing of the lion. They have the expectation of the lion. They have the attitude of a lion. Now pause for a moment. Have you been approaching your life like a lion or like a little kitty? (laughs) The righteous are as bold as a lion. See, when we understand that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. When we understand we are made right because of what Jesus did, not because of religion, not because of anything we've done, but because of what Jesus did. Jesus disarmed principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world. Jesus made Satan of no effect. Jesus disarmed them. Jesus paralyzed them. First John 3 says, For this purpose the Son of God was manifest to destroy the works of the devil, to destroy his works over your mind, to destroy the works over your body, to destroy the works over your finances, to destroy the works over your destiny and purpose. The righteous are as bold as a lion. I want you to see that lion approaching his prey, that lion approaching his territory. It didn't matter how big the things were. They did not move the lion. You don't see the lion backing down, being timid and intimidated and afraid and running away. And neither should us as children of God. You have the armor of God. You have the name of Jesus. You have the spirit of God. You have the the power of God. The righteous are as bold as a lion. It is time for you and I to rise up and to take our place in Christ Jesus and to be everything we're called and created to be. The attitude of a lion. You are a child of God. It's time for you and I to be as bold as a lion. Proverbs 28, 1. Listen to this. It says, The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. See, it's time for you and I to take responsibility for our own walk with God. A lot of times we want to look for somebody to blame. We like a no-fault religion. We like, okay, everything's God's fault and none of it's our fault, but no, it's time for us to develop the way we think, develop the way we believe, develop our expectation, develop our attitude. The righteous are as bold as a lion. And the lion thinks the way he thinks, or he, he thinks in such a way that it displays a different attitude. Proverbs 23, 7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. So in order for you and I to have this attitude of a winner, of an overcomer, of a champion, of a, a victorious warrior made in the image and likeness of God, it's going to have to do with the way that we think. You think about how you think, It either limits your ability and the graces and the gifts and the callings or it either sets you free. You you, you think about how society has has, has trained you and I to limit us. I mean, there's a car that you buy that goes 180 miles an hour, but then they put up a speed limit sign that says 65. Now, I'm not telling you to, to break the law or to go over the speed limit, but I want you to think there's so much more potential in our vehicles, but they limit the speed you can go. It's the same way with our thinking. There's so much more in you and I, but our surroundings, our conditionings, it it conditions the way we think. It reminds me of the little elephant whenever it's a baby and they put a chain around its foot and they drive the stake in the ground. And and what it's doing is conditioning the elephant to think that it can't. It tries to pull away, but it can't because they know at some point in time this elephant's going to get big and powerful and strong and it could rip the whole tent down if it wanted to, but it's conditioning the elephant to think that it can't 
You know, studies say that by the time a person's 17, they've been told, no, you can't 150,000 times, and yes, you can 5,000 times. That's a 30 to 1 ratio developing a mindset of can't, but when you connect to God, I want you to see the gifts inside of you, the graces inside of you, the calling that's inside of you. It's set free by the way that we think. He says the righteous are as bold as a lion. When we understand that we're righteous, we begin to think different, believe different, and we connect to what God has placed on the inside of us, and it starts to come alive, and it starts to release the real us, the righteous are as bold as a lion. Do you really understand or are you at least in the process of understanding that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? How do you see yourself? How do you see God? How do you see your gifts, your talents, your callings? Listen at Numbers 13, verse 32 and 33. It says, And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people who we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of the Anak came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. Now, now you think about what happened here. The 12 spies went over. They all saw the same thing. Ten of them came back with a bad report, and they said, yes, everything that you said was true, God. The, the fruit's big. The cities are big. The land, it flows with milk and honey. It's just like you said, but we can't. We're like grasshoppers in our own side. And only Joshua and Caleb went over and possessed the land because they thought different. They believed different. They expected different. They talked different. They acted different. Just like the lion, the lion's belief determines its behavior. When it shows up to the herd because of what it believes and what it thinks, it acts in a way that it is ruling its territory. And that's what God has called you and I. When we understand that we're righteous, this boldness comes from the inside out. Listen to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. He says, For our sake He made Christ virtually to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in and through Him we might become endued with, viewed as being in, and examples of the righteousness of God. Notice this, what we ought to be approved and acceptable and in right relationship with Him by His goodness. So it's saying when Jesus, who knew no sin, He was made sin with our sin, that we are made right, righteous with His righteousness, we're made what we ought to be, which is an example of a person in right standing with God. Made what you ought to be. If you've called upon the name of Jesus, you are right. And it's time for you and I to start thinking and believing and expecting and talking and praying. Remember, the righteous are as bold as a lion. Do you have an understanding? Are you in the process of gaining this understanding that I'm made righteous, not because of what I do, but because of my belief in Jesus? What Jesus has done, I have a right to come into the presence of God. I have a right to walk in victory. I have a, a right. Jesus redeemed me from the curse of the law. Jesus being made a curse for me, for it is written, Curses every man who hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham comes upon me in Christ Jesus. The righteous are as bold as a lion. You should have an attitude about you, not an arrogance, but an attitude, a confidence. That's what boldness means, is a confidence. I, I think of Ephesians chapter 6 when Paul is writing to you and I, 
and he's writing to the church at Ephesus. And after he explains to them about the armor, then he goes from the top to the bottom and he explains all the different pieces of the armor. And then he gets, he says, now I need you to pray for me that I declare the word boldly. Listen to what he says, Ephesians 6, 19 and 20. He says, and pray also for me that freedom of utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth to proclaim boldly the mystery of the good news, the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in a coupling chain in prison. Pray that I may declare it boldly and courageously as I ought to do. Now, I, I, I want us to think about a lot of times when we read what Paul wrote to the different churches and we think of situations like this that Paul is, is asking them to pray for him, that he declares the good news boldly. You're not going to experience bold results out here if you're not being bold privately. See, to experience the manifestation of the things of God out here publicly or in the natural, it's going to take some boldness first starting in our own private prayer life. It takes boldness to make your mind come into alignment with the Word of God. It takes boldness to display the fruits of the Spirit. It takes boldness to speak to the storm. It takes boldness to speak to your own body, to your own finances, to your own situations. It takes boldness. So to walk in boldness publicly, it's important that we start walking in boldness privately, that we are right. We are righteous in Christ Jesus, and we have a right to live in victory, but we've got to win inside here before we experience winning out here. 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Remember, the, the righteous are as bold as a lion. I want you to see yourself approaching your job with boldness. I want you to see yourself approaching your sport and your business and your calling with boldness. See, that's what Paul was talking to them about, okay? He's saying, I want you to understand that you have the armor of God, not the armor that's made from some other country or somebody at a low level. He says, this is the armor of God, and it is designed specifically for you. And so I want you to wear this with boldness. And when you understand that you're righteous, then there's going to be a boldness like a lion. Listen to Ephesians 6, 14. He says, standing therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Once again, when we understand that the righteous are as bold as a lion, when we understand God's given us the breastplate of righteousness with the, the purpose when he was making the breastplate of righteousness for you, with the purpose of you and I winning, he didn't make us a breastplate a helmet, a sword, a shield, and shoes, and the loins, all the armor expecting us to fail. He says, no, I want you to understand that your breastplate is given to you by God. And now this breastplate he was talking about, it went from their neck and it went all the way down to their knees and it was on the front and it was on the back and it weighed about 40 pounds. And here you had this soldier and the more he wore his breastplate, the more it shined. And the more we understand our righteousness, the more we shine. We can go into that dark territory. We can go into that dark business. We can go into the dark world and shine. And when we connect our armor with other people and we're walking hand in hand with other soldiers, 
soldiers and the sun hits our breastplate of righteousness. It puts off this bright light that blinds the enemy and we possess the territory that we're called to. The righteous are as bold as a lion. And he says, understand you have this breastplate of righteousness made just for you that was made from the Lord, by the Lord, for you. And he expects us to win. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11, it says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, we're, we're keeping in step with this mindset of being bold as a lion. We're keeping in this mindset of, of having on this armor and winning and walking in victory and having the mindset of success and the mindset of overcoming and the mindset of the blessing and the mindset of being redeemed from the curse and the mindset of greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And he says, now you put on the whole armor of God. So if I can put on the armor, I can lay down the armor. It's my responsibility to put on my armor. It's more than just a Sunday school lesson. It is important that we put on the whole armor of God. We don't show up to the fight in our fruit of the looms. We don't show up with just our helmet on and a smile. No, he says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Wiles comes from a Greek word, methodos, which means uh, the enemy travels on the road to your mind carrying crafty, cunning, tricky ideas. Because he knows if he can get you to think on how you're not righteous or that you think on the way you feel or to think... Uh, in, in such a way that's against the Word of God. He knows it's just a matter of time before you'll believe it, and whatever you believe becomes your reality, whether it's true or it's not true, whether it's right or whether it's wrong. He says, so put on the whole armor of God that you may be able, you may be able, I may be able, we may be able to stand against, against comes from a word which means eyeball to eyeball, the wiles of the devil, stand against the lies of the enemy. He is a liar and he wants you to think defeated. He wants you to believe defeated. He wants you to expect defeated. He does not want you to be bold as a lion. He wants you to be timid like a little kitty cat. He doesn't want you to be bold and he doesn't want you to realize that you, you have what it takes to put him in his place. He's already been defeated by Jesus and you and I just reinforce the victory that we have in Christ Jesus. He says, now realize he's going to come after your mind. These wiles in 2 Corinthians 2.11, he says, don't be ignorant of the devil's devices. The word devices um, comes from a word which means deceiving thoughts, a confused thoughts, a, a trickery of the mind that he wants to get you so wrapped up in thinking wrong that it brings you down. Devil comes from two different words, dia and balo, and it means that he's going to continue to grab negative thoughts and he's going to fire at your mind, just like he's throwing rocks. He's going to keep coming at your mind and coming at your mind and coming at your mind and coming at your mind, making you try to think that you'll never win, you'll never overcome, you'll never walk in the promise, you'll never be everything God's called you to be. God will never show up, he'll never heal your body, he'll never bring deliverance, he'll never bring your family back together. And he said, but you have the armor of God to bring those negative thoughts down down to shut up the lies of the enemy, but you've got to open your mouth and realize you are made for such a time as this. You are wired for such a time as this, that you are a winner, you are a warrior, you are an overcomer, and the righteous are bold as a lion. And Paul is telling us, put on your armor with an expectation that you win, with the faith that you win, with an understanding that you are in right standing with God, and you and God together are the majority. 
The righteous are as bold as a lion. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. He says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. I want you to spend some time just thinking about what do you look like in the spirit realm with your armor on because God wants you to come to him boldly. He wants you to approach him with the confidence that you belong in his presence. Ephesians, I mean Hebrews chapter 4 verses 15 and 16 He says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to understand and sympathize and have a shared feeling with our weaknesses and infirmities and liability to the assaults of temptation. What do you think what he's saying? He's been there. Every feeling, every hurt, every pain, every temptation, every struggle, Jesus was there. He, He felt it. He dealt with it. He overcame it. It says, but he was without sin. He said, because of this understanding, let us then fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace, the throne of God's unmerited favor to us sinners that we may receive mercy for our failures and find grace. Listen to this and find grace to help in good time for every need, appropriate help, well-timed help coming just when we need it. He says, when you understand that you're righteous and you belong in the presence of God, he says, you come to me fearlessly. You come to me confidently that I'm going to show up and I'm going to give you the help that you need. You you receive mercy. Mercy is, is you and I not receiving what we deserve. That's freedom in itself, that we don't get what we deserve, but because of Jesus, we belong in his presence. And he says... And I'm going to give you this grace. It's well-timed. It's the grace that you need to help you, to empower you. Grace is God's supernatural ability upon your natural ability. It's his super upon your natural. He says, but you got to come boldly. you got to come confidently like you believe that I'm going to do what I said I would do. It's, that's different than coming begging. That's different than coming timid. It's different. He's saying, remember the righteous are as bold as a lion. You have a territory you're called to, and you know you need God's help. So he says, come to me boldly and confidently, and I'll give you the help that you need in the time that you need it. And we all need help right now. Every one of us are facing something and we need his help right now. But it's going to take boldness to lay hold of what God has promised. Boldness. How how bold have you been in your prayers? How bold have you been in your thinking? How bold have you been with your gifts and your calling and your assignment? How bold the righteous are as bold as the lion. Ephesians 6, 13 and 14, it says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Once again, he's saying, okay, please, please understand that you're made right. Please understand there's an urgency. There's a passion here. There's a, 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 an intensity here that Paul is wanting you and I to grasp that we have this breastplate. We have what it takes to stand. It comes from a Greek word, stenea, which means that we should have our shoulders back and our head held high. And we have this breastplate of righteousness on that protects our heart and it protects our sides and it protects our internal organs. And when these fire 
fiery darts are coming at you that it's not going to penetrate you. It's not going to knock you down. It's not going to knock you out. It's not going to take you out of the race. You have what it takes to show up to the battle knowing that you're going to win. Yeah, there might be darts coming from every direction, but you are right. You are made right in the presence of God. You are the righteousness of God. You have a boldness on the inside of you. Keep your head held high, your shoulders back, and stand, 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 looking over your territory like a lion, the boldness of a lion, the righteous is bold as a lion. Listen to what he tells us in, in Romans chapter 5, verse 17. He says, For because of one man's trespass, lapse offense, death reigned through that one man. He's talking about what happened with Adam and Eve. It says, Because of their trespass, their lapse, their offense, their sin, death reigned. Death means separation from God. Reign, listen to what reign means. It means to have royal power and authority to dominate or prevail over circumstance. He says, Because of sin, that death reigned. Satan reigned. The little g-god of this world reigned. But listen to what he says. But much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace. Here's this grace again. His ability again. And the free gift of righteousness. Putting them into right standing with himself. Reign as kings in life. Remember the lion? He had the attitude of reigning his domain. And Jesus tells you and I, because we're made right with Him and we receive this grace and we receive the free gift of righteousness that we should rule and reign in this life through one man, Jesus Christ. We should have the attitude. See, a king is bold as a lion. He knows he's created to reign. He knows he's created to rule. And when we think different, we believe different. When we believe different, we expect different. When we expect different, we're going to talk different. We're going to act different. We're going to have different attitudes and habits and character. Our destiny is going to look different because we realize because of Christ Jesus, I'm made right with God and I'm created to rule and reign over this territory and prevail over whatever circumstances I'm facing. But don't you grow weary in well-doing. It's easy to allow what we see to talk us out of what God has promised if we get our eyes on what we see instead of keeping our eyes on what we promise, what we've been promised. First Peter chapter 3, verse 12, it says, The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. That's you, that's me, if we've made Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. Those who are upright and in right standing with God, and His ears are attentive to their prayer. So His eyes are over you, His ears are open unto you. Listen to what 1 John 5, 14 and 15. Now remember, when we realize we're righteous, we become bold as a lion. When we approach God with boldness, we begin to pray different. We think different. We talk different. Listen to what 1 John 5, 14 and 15. And this is the confidence. The word confidence in the Greek means boldness, openness. This is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness which we have in Him. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to His will, in agreement with His own will. Now, now, how do we know we're asking according to His will? Well, first and foremost, His will is revealed to us through His Word. His will is revealed to us by His Spirit, which is always in agreement with His Word. So He says, okay, there's a boldness when we approach God, knowing that we are righteous because of Jesus, and we're asking according to His will, according to His Word, He goes on to say, He listens to 
and He hears us. And if since we positively know that He listens to us and whatever we ask, we also know was settled in absolute knowledge that we have granted us our present possessions, the request made of Him. So he says, when we understand that God's eyes are over the righteous, that's you, that's me, and his ears are open unto our cry, he says, there's going to be this confidence, there's this openness, there's this boldness, to, because we've come to God with his word, and whatever we are asking him in alignment with his word, we know that he hears us, and because we know that he hears us, we know that we have the petitions we've asked of him. The righteous are as bold as a lion. I, I'm, I'm believing that the Holy Spirit is inspiring. You remember what Paul told Timothy? Take these prophecies and allow it to inspire you. Allow it to aid you to possess the promises. Allow it to aid you to experience his goodness. Allow it to aid you to position yourself where you're receiving wave upon wave of his miraculous power. Where it, it, there's this bold rising up on the inside of you to be everything you're called and created to be. So when we understand we are the righteousness because of Jesus, we think different, believe different, talk different, pray different. James 5, 16 and 17, he says, The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Elijah was a human being with a nature such as we have, with feelings, affections, and constitutions like ours. And he prayed earnestly for it not to rain, and no rain fell on the earth for three years and six months. And then it goes on to say, and he prayed, and it did start raining. Now, now, now you think about that because Elijah wasn't a born-again child of God like you and I are. He wasn't recreated on the inside. He was created in the image and likeness of God, but he wasn't a new creature like you and I. And it says there was power in the way that he prayed. There's power. There should be power whenever we pray, but, but it comes back to when we know that we're in right standing with God, we pray different. We think different. We talk different. I'm believing there's a boldness, a holy boldness rising up on the inside of you. The prayers of a righteous man make tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. That's you. That's me. It's time for us to go to a new level in Christ Jesus. Isaiah 32 verse 17, it says, the effect of righteousness will be peace, internal and external. That when we know we're right with God, there's a peace that surpasses all understanding. And the result of righteousness, so the effect of righteousness is internal and external peace. The result of righteousness is quietness and confident trust forever. Confident meaning there's a boldness, there's a bold trust forever. That the results of understanding I'm made right with God, and if God is for me, who can be against me? And the result of His eyes being over me and His ears opening to my prayer, that I'm, my prayer, that I'm confident and I'm at rest and I'm at peace and I'm trusting forever. You remember the, the story in Acts chapter 3 where Peter and John, they're going up to to the temple to pray. And it says it's about the ninth hour and there's a man that was laid there and it says that the gate beautiful. Now, now when you look at this word beautiful, and I want you to picture this. Here's a man that Jesus had passed by, the disciples had passed by, nothing had ever been done. He'd been laid there since his youth begging for alms. 
And the, the gate, beautiful, beautiful means it's an architectural design that is so gorgeous. I want you to, to, to picture this. It had a, a beautiful building, but it didn't have the power to bring change to the man. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 5 says, There can be a form of godliness, but denies the power thereof. How many churches are beautiful on the outside, but there's no power on the inside? Messages are beautifully put together with three points in a poem, but there's no power. This man had been in front, had in a form of godliness, but there was no power until Peter and John showed up on the scene and this man was begging for alms. And Peter and John said, look on us, silver and gold I do not have, but who I have is what it should say. Who I have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And they reached and grabbed him by the hand. Immediately his feet were made whole. See, that takes boldness. But remember, it takes boldness on the inside. It takes boldness in our private prayer life. It takes boldness of doing the little things. It takes boldness to obey. It takes boldness to forgive. It takes boldness to love the unlovely. It takes boldness to release and let go. It takes boldness to submit to authority. It takes boldness to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. You think being meek and humble is just some timid, whiny? No, no. It takes courage and boldness and confidence in Almighty God that He's got your back to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. I want to challenge you to allow the bolder one on the inside of you to come alive. Approach your job with boldness. Pray with boldness. Pray over your kids with boldness. Pray over your finances with boldness. Speak to your organs and cells and tissues of your body with boldness. Be everything you're called and created to be. You and I are made for such a time as this. But when we understand and we keep renewing our mind to the truth that because of our acceptance of Jesus, we are made right. Because of Jesus, we're made right. First and foremost, we know that we're going to spend eternity with God. But then He wants us to live in His will on the earth because He made us in right standing with God, rule and reign in this life through one man, Jesus Christ. Now maybe you're watching today. Maybe you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've never watched this show before and you think, who the heck is this guy? Who does he think he is? I'll tell you who I am. I'm a child of the Most High God. I have the greater one on the inside of me. And I know that you're not watching this by coincidence. I know that the Spirit of God is dealing with you right where you're sitting or listening or watching. And if you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, if you were to die right now today, do you know that you would spend eternity with God? When you look into your heart, are you confident that at some point in time you can look back and you can say, yeah, that was the moment, that was the time that I made Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior I'm not asking you to remember a time you went to church. I'm not asking you to remember a time you was a good person. I'm asking you to be real with yourself because you know and God knows whether you truly have made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. And if you've never done that, you've never called upon the name of Jesus, you yourself have never believed in your heart and declared with your mouth, Jesus, you are my Lord. I want you to do it right now. Wherever you're at, I want you to pray this very simple prayer with me. And as you pray this prayer, according to God's word, the life of God comes into you. You come out of darkness and into the family of God. You become a new creature in Christ Jesus. You're made right. 
you become the righteousness of God and God wants you as his son or daughter to start walking in everything that Jesus died to give you. Would you pray this with me? Would you just pray, Father God, today is the day that I make the decision to believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead to give me life. And right now, I accept that life. And I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart, to be my Lord, to be my Savior. And according to God's Word, I am forgiven. I am cleansed. And I can be certain that I'll spend eternity with Almighty God. Now, that's just the beginning. The Bible says the angels in heaven are rejoicing over those individuals who made Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior. Now, now get in the game. God has so much more than just knowing you're going to heaven. He wants us to experience victory here on this earth. But remember, just like the lion, we've got to have a change in our thinking. That's why we have the podcast. That's why we write the daily devotionals. That's why I write the books. That's why we do the TV shows, the YouTube channels, the teaching CDs to help us know God and be the best us that we can be. You know, you can go to our website, TreyJohnsonMinistries.com. Um, let us know about the decision that you just made. We have people that will pray over you, pray with you. We'll send a magazine to you. We want you to know God and be your best. Until next time, this is Trey Johnson. God bless you guys. Keep thinking like a warrior, thinking like a winner, and be bold as a lion.